Esports is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. And this is the podcast where we talk all things branding, marketing, sponsorship, and events. I'm Rebecca Langawa, founder of Happy Warrior, and I'm an esports brand builder and strategist. Join me as I discuss the world of marketing and esports with some of the top experts in the industry. Welcome to the future marketing in esports. to the future of marketing in esports. I'm your host, Rebecca Langawa, and with me today I have CJ Cooper. He's the COO of Hive Gaming. Welcome, CJ. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on my podcast. Absolutely. A, a wonderful holiday. We're just getting into um, the new year, and I think a lot of times with the new year, brands are really thinking about what their strategies are going to be around reaching consumers. And I know both of us have had just an influx of brands that maybe have not been in esports before as a market that are trying to figure this space out. And I would just really love to hear just top line about what is Hive Gaming? How are you working with these teams? And some of those things that, that you're seeing coming into the new year. Yeah, Hive Gaming, what we do is we really try and help brands or teams either way navigate the esports marketplace because it is, I like it too, it is the Wild West for all intents and purposes for a lot of marketability and just exposure. And I think a lot of the brands are starting to see that, but in terms of getting involved in it, it's not that easy, right? It's not as simple as picking up the phone and calling a local stadium and saying, I want to see my brand featured here. It's just not that simple. For a lot of those brands, that's how we help bring them into the space. We want to make sure that it's obviously authentic, but we want to really take uh, into consideration what the message that the brand's trying to get across is. And we carefully craft that into a story that's going to play out around esports. And conversely, with a lot of the teams, what we've seen is, you know, their teams, they're good at the games. They're good at a number of different games. But when it comes to the business side of things and getting in those dollars and cents that are so valuable to keep a team afloat, they're at a loss for that as well. We do a lot of work with a number of different teams and leagues and organizations to not only find those dollars, but find the right dollars, find the right brands that are going to support them for the right reasons. And that's ultimately going to make for a very successful partnership. So that's what we we at Hive do in a nutshell. And really what I've seen in the marketplace as a whole is it seems like every brand that you talk to, large and small, seems to have esports marketing number one with a bullet at the top of their list for 2021. And the trick of that is in these conversations that we're having with them is it's a lot of education. What is esports? What what does it mean? What you know, when we say it's there's a ton of creative freedom, what does that really mean? They're so used to being tethered by the more traditional sports marketing side of things, which, you know, is here's a billboard or here's a couple jumbotron spots to really break down those barriers and and put the foot on the throttle, so to speak, with the marketability. It's it's been it's been really cool. That's awesome. Are you guys really focused on 
you know, lead gen and partnerships? Are you bringing things through execution? What's your process like? Um, It's both. I mean, we bring it all the soup to nuts kind of thing. That's, that's what we want to do. That's what we provide for a lot of these teams is we want to be that one stop place. That's going to be able to not only go out and find those dollars, but come up with the ideas that, you know, assist the brands in their activation to the end. That's, that's what we're about. That's great. And tell me a little bit about how you got started in, in sports. Cause you've got been around sports and sport through your journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, fresh out of college really as kind of a, a first gig, so to speak, I, I fell into the world of IndyCar racing with the Baltimore Grand Prix. It was a, an inaugural IndyCar event in Baltimore and it had never been done before. This was back in, gosh, I think it was 2011. So that was the height of NASCAR. IndyCar has always been this redheaded stepchild. People don't get it. So it was a lot of that education piece, right? We had to educate people on not only what IndyCar was, but why it made sense to do it in Baltimore. And that first event, it, it ended up going really, really well. I mean, we we were the second highest grossing event, I think second only to the Indy 500, obviously. We were able to generate a social media footprint that was really, really important to that education piece. Again, second only to the Indy 500. And then from there, I made my way into the PGA Tour, working on their scene, which isn't very sexy at all, right? Old guys. But that was, again, was another event in and around Baltimore, where I'm from, on a lot of those experiences that I learned within IndyCar and put that into motion with the PGA Tour. And fast forward that to today, I was brought on board by our founder, Steve. He's a, we've known each other forever, kept track of each other's careers, used each other's sounding boards throughout. And you know, when Hive was created, when he founded that, I loved it. And I loved the idea of it. And yeah, here we are. What are some of the challenges that you are um, working through at the helm of, of an organization that, that is brand new and communicating really a new market to organizations, you know, consumer market brands and service companies. And, and, you know, that's, there's a lot of challenges there explaining who you are, brand new company, working with, with other organizations that are very nuded to the esports space. What are some of the things that you feel like are, are challenging from a marketing perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. But I think the, the biggest challenge is just legitimizing it. We can say that we have this experience and we, you can say all of that, but at the end of the day, that's really just lip service. What you're going to say you can do, and that's the only way to establish uh, credibility and legitimacy with anything. So that's really been a challenge. And not to mention just the challenge of starting a new company, starting a business in the middle of a global pandemic. I mean, that's not, that's, who does that? But we, we saw a void. We saw where our experiences could really help out. So that's, we, we took the risk and, and that's where we're at. But it's just like any other new, new business, new anything. There's, there's always some worry. There's, you know, are we good enough? Are we, you know, can we actually do this? And, and for a while there it was, it was, it was tricky. There was a lot of those, those thoughts that you get in the back of your head, but just sticking to what we know and use 
relationships that we have within the esports space effectively and smartly. You know, we're we're seeing the successes of that and that legitimacy is building. And we're just gonna keep this momentum rolling. And it's a good time to be in this space. And we're 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 talking with a lot of great people. We work with a number of great organizations, which certainly helps add to that credibility. Yeah, you know, we're we're definitely trending in the right direction, but it certainly hasn't been without its uh, fair share of of misses or or second guesses, definitely. So let's get into some some specifics. And I don't know if there's brands you guys can be really open and, and share about, but I'd I'd love uh, a case study. Let's talk about a project where you have brought a brand into esports. Great examples. Yeah, that. yeah. I think the one that sticks out the most is definitely Crocs with bringing them into market. Crocs. I think is a cool story in general, just because they've shifted and have gone from the butt end of, of jokes and they treated it like you would a, a bully in school. They were, they're sick of being bullied. All they did was they leaned into it and took away that power, took back that power. And they've just seen a meteoric rise since doing that, doing a lot of, of work with a number of different influencers. You look at Post Malone, you look at Justin Bieber, all of these kinds of things. And it's that sort of message and, and that sort of credo that they have that I think resonates really, really well within the esports. We've reached out and established that relationship. They were all about promoting this idea of come as you are, be yourself, be proud of yourself and, and just embrace it. And that's what they wanted to convey within the esports space, really within any space, but particularly within esports. And, you know, we we utilized that and rode that into the Women of the Arena event back in October, which I think was a, a great fit, right? You've got a, a real authentic message that plays very, very well in an event like that. And we did a number of different come as you are interviews with a lot of the top female influencers and gamers. You ran those interviews beautifully. I think being able to have that conversation and surround an event with that conversation and just support a, you know, really a, a, a space that gets hardly any support. And that's just the female gaming space I thought was, was beautiful. And it's a great way to, you talk the big buzzword in marketing and authenticity and how can we do this and all that it doesn't get much more authentic than that. So seeing that and seeing just the the buzz that was surrounding it was great. I mean, they they being Crocs didn't even mention it to their social listener that they were doing the esports thing and you know, this was during they were announcing Justin Bieber's limited release shoe and the chatter we were getting or they were getting online surrounding the load event was actually pacing or leading the way for ahead of the Justin Bieber announcement. That was cool. That was a really cool sort of case study into into why and and why esports is just a cool spot to be in when it comes to to marketing. And what's next for Crocs? Are they are they feeling like esports is a place that they want to have a, a long term strategy in? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, we always promote a crawl, walk, run thing. And I think when we, we take any brand that's interested in the space, we, we want to keep that same approach. So I think the crawl was the initial event. And then we build to 
we create the ripple that ultimately is going to lead to the waves. And so we're going to continue to level them up across the esports landscape with different events, different team involvements, things like that. Because I think that kind of, you know, it plays into the inherent nature of video games. I think when video games started, what made them fun and still makes them fun is you have to beat a level to advance, right? So if you look at the marketability the same way, you can start at level one. Once you beat that level or succeed at that level, you advance to the next level. Um, and you continue to go along until you run into to Mike Tyson as the final boss, right? I mean, you are going to be a household, well-established brand, not only within gaming, but outside of that as well. And that all comes from smartly activating within esports. And it, it lends itself really well to that. Yeah, we're, there's... I really feel like the space makes a lot of sense for a brand like Crocs. When you think about the lifestyle of somebody who's playing video games or streaming during the day, consuming, you know, content on YouTube ability is really key to um, the everyday lifestyle of gamers and streamers. So you have a brand like Crocs and especially with COVID being here and people aren't leaving their house a lot. You just think about them as like a house shoe in many ways. So I could see it making a lot of sense for them to get into this space because the audience is already consuming their product. They're already utilizing that product. So it's not like you have to explain to an entirely new market who you are or why they should give you a chance. They're already utilizing your brand. They're already, you know, quietly wearing their Crocs. And now this gives a a way for the gamer voice to say, oh yeah, Crocs is in the space. I to- I rock my Crocs. I totally have Crocs and I wear them when I'm sitting and streaming or just hanging out around the house or even going out. I think it's it, it's just like one of those brands that, that makes sense, especially in the fashion and wearables space. There's, I think, maybe three layers when it comes to fashion and gaming. You have this sweats or t-shirt or hoodie hanging out at the house spending a lot of time on the computer wanting to be comfortable and then you have the the competitive players dressing a certain way maybe having a little bit more of a of a of a trend type of of the you know streetwear lifestyle brand then when you get into the top influencers that's where the supremes of the world come into play in terms of wanting to be high fashion and Louis Vuitton is is in the space, which is an unexpected brand. Yeah, really cool when you take a look at brands from Crocs, kind of waffly, spongy shoes, all the way to high fashion, high luxury brands. Louis Vuitton it really shows the the depth of the industry and the marketability within our industry for its its. It really transcends a lot of barriers that I think people are just putting around the space on their own. Those barriers really don't don't exist. There's room for a lot of different products within our space. What are some of the trends that that you're seeing? The types of companies that are that are getting into the space. Yeah, and you make a great point. I mean, it, it runs the gamut, but I think one of the 
the biggest trends that we're starting to see is a lot of health and wellness. Businesses are very, very interested in getting involved in the space. And and I wisely, I think over time, the, this notion of what a gamer is or or who they are, it's changed from, you know, the South Park kind of portrayal of a gamer. And it's become more mainstream or it's really just working class people. And usually you look at some of the demographic breakdowns I and mean, you look at Call of Duty, for example, a, a lot of those people have well-paying jobs. They're college graduates. They're, they're all of this sort of thing. They're young professionals. So this notion of just being able to sell caffeine drinks or monsters or what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, it's dying out. And I think the, the health and wellness side, we're really starting to see a big uptick in that. And even when you look at some of the, the hottest things in health and wellness, let's, let's take a look at a brand like Peloton. Okay. They come out, they crush it during COVID, but essentially, what they're doing is they're making a game out of exercising, right? You've got the leaderboard. You can see other people that are in your club. You're competing to beat them. There's really no difference between that and, and a video game. You're just riding your bike and you're competing. So I think a company like that really lends itself well within the esports space once you start thinking of it that way. And I think they're trying to change the the narrative of of the space. I think... One thing that you can't do really in esports is try and force something down gamers' throats. That that doesn't, it's not going to work. So any of these health and wellness brands that are trying to come out and say, don't drink Red Bull, don't do this, only consume what we have, that's not going to work. But if you if you come in and you say, look, it's okay if you have that, but why don't we try and balance that out with whatever product or you know, some exercise or whatever that might be, that's going to play well. But if you try and force it down your throat, not going to work. But I think, yeah, really health and wellness, everything from exercise equipment to water companies, CBD companies, a lot of those are really exploding within the space. Yeah, I'm seeing that exact, that exact same trend within projects that I've worked on. And there's also more nutritious food brands that are getting into the space as well that are giving healthier nutrition options and convenient options that are, you know, easy to eat, single serve, those types of of products that there's really some large Tino's has been in the space for a very long time. And they've done a, a beautiful job of really integrating themselves well into the space. And when you have a company that has been in the space for so long, doing so many things, supporting many layers within the industry, a lot of times I feel like a competitive brand is like, oh, they're doing that. But there's so much room for layers and layers. Protein has been huge. And Jack Links is a great example of a protein-based company that is really leaning in. And they did a lot last year with their partnership with Envy. And now this year, they're going even further with a partnership with the CDL and an Activision Blizzard. I would imagine that more companies that are focused on protein, nutrition, vitamin companies 
they're really going to start taking a peek at this space and making some bold, some bold moves and help. It's not even changing the way that gamers are consuming because I think they already care about those things. Research shows us that they do care about eating healthy and drinking water and vitamin waters and those type of sorts of things. It's just being vocal that it's an option for them. And like you said, you can't force your way in. So it's, it's not about dropping coupon codes or telling people to come and shop. It's more about being a part of the community and supporting the community and having a voice that, that is, like you said, authentic. That really just explains why that product maybe fits for this market or how the ease of the packaging or how to heat it or getting it quick, especially with gamers that are maybe sitting and streaming for six to eight hours a day to be able to take a quick break, heat something up in under three to five minutes and be back eating, you know, at your, at your gaming station and and being able to, to have something that, that fills you up and feels good. I think there's going to be a huge push where we're going to see that being an area that's going to really blow up. I agree. I'm I'm interested to see when you look across to your point with a company like HelloFresh, right? Or a Blue Apron. I'm surprised that one of them hasn't really blown out the space yet because I think that would be a really good fit for a company like that. It, it's just easy. And I, I think it's I look for a company like that to to make a splash this year for sure. I think they'd be, yeah, you know, it would be a mistake if they didn't. And one of the interesting things I've noticed with this growth in the health and wellness side, and especially when talking with these companies specifically about a team, and it, this goes back to just the education of folks, right? I think one of the questions that I get asked a lot of is. You, know, you talk about professional gamers, but you know you'll have one of these fitness companies that talk about athletes, and they always ask, "We don't really see athletes in the space." And I think it's just it requires some education around that because ultimately, all that is is what do you consider an athlete? Right? So for me, I consider an athlete to be someone that practices and trains so that when it comes time for them to perform in whatever arena that is they can perform at their optimal level. We look across the the gaming space and that's exactly what, take the rocker, for example, the guys on the team for the rocker, they eat, they train right, they do all of those things to make sure that when it's go time, they're going to operate at their peak optimal levels. So I think once brands you know, embrace that and realize that, you're going to see a big, big push on the health and wellness side. You know who I'd really love to see in the space? like a planet fitness. Yeah. It would be really cool to see like that type of a membership gym model that really meets that consumer. Like it, it, it's so affordable to have a planet fitness membership. It's attainable for, for many layers within the space, but gamers care about moving and moving around and being healthy and working out like that to me seems like, those service-based models really can work well here. I know insurance companies are leaning in. You've got Rocket Mortgage and other mortgage companies coming in. 
I connected with somebody maybe a year ago on LinkedIn that was a chiropractor that was really creating an entire narrative around chiropractic services and stretches and posture really targeted to the gaming industry, which that opened my eyes to a whole new possibility of existing services that maybe are serving everyday people with a, maybe a little bit of a bend towards athletics and athletes leaning into this space and getting into this space. I would, it would be really cool to see, like, I'd love planet fitness as part of the esports space. I don't know any other big national I don't know if Anytime Fitness is a national brand or if they're just here in Minnesota, but that just yeah, that, it, stuck in my head. It would be interesting. I Somebody will, right? They will. I, with, I'm interested to see everything that happens this year, especially within the esports space. I think it's going to, I think it's, it's truly going to set some records and, and change the way people see the space as a whole, because I think there's a huge push across a number of different brands to just educate themselves on how to activate within it. So I I look for for somebody like that. But it's funny you mentioned insurance because I had a conversation a couple just before the end of the year with a, a life insurance company. And it was a great conversation. And I think they're definitely going to be getting involved. But it's it's all about how you look at it. So the conversation was really about life insurance boring. How are you going to do that? How are you going to make that exciting or get your message out there within the space? My recommendation to them was let's use the esports platform. Let's make some content about life insurance because how many kids graduate or even adults? I I don't know the first thing about life insurance. I just trust (laughs) when any job I had Right. I would sit down with the HR person and they would so they would say, this is what you want. And okay, why not just create some content around, hey, you know what? You're going to get to this point when you graduate that you're going to start working. So here's a couple things to look out for. And just creating content around that to educate people is huge because whether they directly go out and use that particular brand of insurance or not, they're going to be thankful in the back of their head that they know that information. So you just got a loyal customer for life because you did something that there's no class in school. There's nothing that explains to you the, the nuances of life insurance, but you can do that within the esports space. And that's what I think is really cool. Like you said, it, it runs the gamut. You can find a home here. It's just all in how you position yourself and, and positioning yourself effectively is is paramount. Yeah. And I think creating brand awareness with people. So they're really familiar with your brand. They're familiar with what you do, your product or your service, maybe even before that consumer is ready to use it. Like someone in my son's age, who's consuming a lot of content in this space at 14, isn't thinking about life insurance, but there will be a moment where he will be thinking about life insurance and he's going to have more of a brand loyalty to a company that he knows was supportive of something he loved from a very early age. Another thing that I think would be interesting to to see come into play and come into our market is really thinking about legacy wealth management. When you have the research that shows how deep in STEM-based careers gamers are, 
in contrast to a typical American, those are those computing careers, those STEM based careers are high paying careers. So I think there's this misconception of gamers are just like people who all they do is game. And like you said, early in this conversation, a lot of people who play Call of Duty have full-time jobs. They're successful. They have great careers. So when you think about a targeted area for the next generation of wealth, this is a pretty solid space because a very large majority are you know, e- extremely knowledgeable about tech and computers and science and math and, and the arts as well, engineering. And you, you take that, that, hyper-connected group that's very nuanced and niche, and you can market to all of them in one space instead of throwing out this really large umbrella or a really large communication strategy and and a wide net and hope that the big fish come. Like you're you're talking to the next big fish when you're marketing to the esports audience. And I think it would be really advantageous for companies like Schwab to get in where they have, you know, not only physical advisory groups, but a lot of tech coming into the financial space when it comes to the robo-advisors and these digital solutions that help you manage your money. This is the audience that's going to understand and be willing to adopt it. Like they'll understand how that product is going to work. And they're also going to be really willing to, to take that on. And that's going to be a, a, natural evolution to how people are going to be managing their money and reach them really easily. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to just like brainstorm with you live. Just yeah. Like about what are those next, what are those next spaces like to be able to predict? Yeah. That? I think, I think the financial space is, it's perfect. I think that would be a great idea. And I think with, you know, in addition to that, you also look at this emergence of stocks and stock awareness and all of these different platforms like a Robinhood or what oh, yeah. uh, Acorn. Acorn is yeah. the big one now. I think for for companies like that, I'm excited to see who's going to tap into the esports space because I can assure you that whoever does is going to blow everybody else out of the water because yeah. you're you're essentially looking, you could look at the stock market like a game. Mm-hmm. In a sense, there's winners and losers every single day, every single second. So to to educate people on, I think that message, again, is is one that can be very authentic and play very well within the esports space. And, and yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to, who's going to do that. For sure. Yeah. There's Sezzle, I think is an interesting brand as well. I don't know if you've heard of them, but it's one of those like micro payment platforms. So you can buy something and do payments. You buy it, you get it, it comes to you right away, but you're just doing these payments without having to have it tied to a specific credit card. I think the interest rates are a lot lower than purchasing something on a credit card. Those types of companies I feel like fit within this demographic really well also. What are the types of brands that that you guys are working with right now that you're, you know, that you're pairing up with teams? Are there, are there some trends that you're seeing specifically with, with the companies that, that you're starting to get into the space, into the market? 
you know, it's there's been a lot of lifestyle brands, but it it kind of mirrors just the space as a whole. I mean, we work with insurance companies, we work with apparel brands, we work with in the food and snack industry. So it it, it it's a wide range, and we cast a wide net. But I think what what is you know, I guess what is consistent within all of them are the companies that are on board with it, that have been educated on the benefits of the esports space and just get it. And they're looking to utilize that and see a place that they can take their message to market authentically. And I think with any brand across any different industry, they're going to be able to find success in that. It's really just those people that are willing to plant the flag and and keep it moving forward. And are you seeing brands attach themselves into the esports space and and keep it separate from their own kind of overall narrative? Or are you seeing it bleeding into their brands? So for example, are you seeing, let's just say, for example, a soda company, are you seeing them marketed within like a team strategy or an event strategy or tournament strategy only in esports, or are you seeing some of their messaging holistically that is part of their living, breathing overall strategy include gaming and esports? It's it's the latter for sure. I think their their message is it's tying across everything. Like Crocs, for example, with with Come As You Are, that's an overarching statement that they their slogan that they eat sleep and breathe and i think across all of their activations that's something they promote and i think that that's what adds to or makes really the message itself authentic because if you're trying to change your company's message just to try and appeal to the esports marketplace you're gonna fail Esports and gamers as a whole have this whole beautiful system of checks and balances with everything, really. And if you try and change a message or appear like you're just trying to appeal to the gaming crowd, they're going to sniff that out on you and you're out. So you have to keep that message consistent because I think that speaks more to the gamers. Like we we said before, a lot of them are professionals. You, you got to keep it consistent both while you're playing and when you're out in the professional world. And I think brands that buy into that and you're going to have a fiercely loyal customer that you found within esports. But to change that, I think is you're doing yourself a disservice. And how is how are you guys marketing? How are you getting your your name out there? How are you going after new clients? We're getting our name out there just like, like anybody else via social media, we do have some some content, a gamer who creates a lot of our gaming content, which has been really cool to see and, and get our message out there just to the gamers and things like that. But really how we're getting out there in market is just good old fashioned hitting the streets, using some of the, the connections that we've had and, and with Steve for sure being in the industry for as long as he has, has a pretty rich network of folks within the gaming community being able to tap into that but also just doing it the old-fashioned way hitting the phones sending out emails doing those sorts of things because what's nice is people 
of any brand want to talk to you about esports, whether it's they want to just talk to somebody who might know more than they do, or they have a legitimate interest in it. People are willing and, and very interested in talking, which is fine. We're always happy to do that. But And that's where it starts. So just grinding it out. So that's really how we're making our name. And are you finding that the people that are most receptive are traditional people on the traditional marketing team? Or is it the experiential marketing is the same folks who would normally work on the sports sponsorships or where, where do you um, feel like those decisions are being driven by? It's, it's both. It, 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 and the digital marketing side, it's, it's a lot because I don't know that, I don't know that esports really fits within the traditional corporate structuring of, of marketing departments. I think people are having a hard time placing it somewhere that's really how we've seen i mean i've talked to everybody from your traditional marketers to your digital teams to experiential folks i think anybody that what is consistent though and i think is interesting to see is you usually end up talking with the younger person within the marketing department because they get it Right. Yeah. They they understand it. They grew up in it. And I think that's what we're starting to see industry-wide is the traditional sports space is old school. And that's your that's your old head of marketing that might be on the way out because they're looking to retire. And esports is just something that, you know, why bother? But the next person up gets it and they see the value in it and they see um, just how creative they can be. So that's something that has been fairly consistent. You know, I don't necessarily want to talk with the VP of marketing if they're getting close to retiring. I want to talk to the next person down because yeah. they're going to be in charge next and they're going to get it. So that's that's really who I've seen in my experience in terms of the folks that are really interested in listening. It's It falls within that space. Yeah, I also feel like it's just not worth anyone's time to try to sit and convert someone who doesn't believe in, you know, that this is the next thing, right? right. If people are really standoffish about it or adverse to that, you know, that, that this is a viable market, it's a waste of your time to try to convince them otherwise, because the mindset they're going to go in is to try to prove that it doesn't, that doesn't fit, you know, like it's just too inclusive. Yeah. It's let me talk to your, let me talk to your innovators. Let me talk to your disruptors. Let me talk to the people who want to lean in on the newest thing. And those are the people who are going to be passionate and excited about trying something new. And, you know, look, like, I think we both know when, when an organization takes something like this on, a lot of times it's on top of what they're already doing. It's on top of their existing workload. So you really have to find people that are passionate about evolving and changing and stretching and growing. Because if you're talking to people who are just working to get by and do the day-to-day and be complacent, they're not going to really be a great champion of what this industry is about because they're not going to want to add anything to their plate there, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that are working that have worked within an organization for 10 or 15 years, and 
they've done things one way for so long and they don't want to change. They don't want to add something new. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you hit it on the head. I mean, it's, it's all about who's going to be receptive to learning, learning something new, because I think with any partnership or you talk sponsorships or anything at all, it's, it's all about the relationship, right? You, you have to create that relationship with a brand and we're with an organization because you know that lays the framework you without that there's no trust there's no anything so why on earth would they spend you know their money within your space or with your team if they don't trust you and you just can't have that unless you're thirsting to learn more about esports thirsting to learn more about the organization or the team and that just sets everything in motion and that will ultimately lead to relationship moving forward, that sort of thing. So it's, it's those folks, you know, that are going to be the most successful. Awesome. So what's next for Hive Gaming? What do you guys, what, what's the big vision for what you're trying to build? The, the big vision and something that we preach all the time is the good of gaming. I think the esports space is such a cool space. There's so much that you can do for it and within it. And we just want to continue to make it a awesome place, whether it's a place to connect with your friends while you're playing or wanting to learn about something new or anything. We just want to continue to push forward and, and push the envelope and and make it a, a safe, awesome spot because we know that it is. We're going to continue to work with with a number of different number of different teams and leagues and as well as consulting for a number of different brands to bring them into the esports space efficiently and and that's what we're going to keep doing and we're just going to keep it rolling i love it you're definitely killing it because i got a text from steve on thursday at 6 23 p.m that says dude cj is on fire no other context <laughs> i didn't know if you were like physically on fire or you were doing great things. <laughs> But I, but I imagined it was, you know, the latter. It's awesome to, to get your insight. I know we've worked on a number of initiatives with, with, you know, both of us being involved with, with Wise Esports and the, and, and the Crocs activation. That's a really fun example to share because we both were so familiar with that project. And I'm really looking forward to continuing partnering with, with you and, and your entire team at Hive on really adding value to brands and to teams and really matching up some phenomenal relationships in 2021. So thanks so much, CJ. Where can people find you? You can check us out at hivegaming.org. That's our website. I'm gaming on Instagram as well. That's that's really where we're at. If you wanted to follow like our gaming content, you could follow us at hive underscore MRK on Instagram. But yeah, check out our website and check us out. And uh, yeah. Awesome. And if somebody wants to contact you personally, would LinkedIn be the best place? LinkedIn would be the best place. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So CJ Cooper, thanks for coming on the show. It's been great chatting with you. I feel like I've now have a little fire lit underneath me of brands I want to start talking to because I think we brainstormed some really cool ideas, (laughs) things that haven't been done yet. Absolutely. Thank you. Really appreciate it.